Hello, everyone, and welcome to Are You Freaking Serious? Well, in the last few days, we had a press conference, and Chairman Powell, that's the chairman of the Federal Reserve, remember the Federal Reserve Bank, which was established in 1913? Yes. Well, that particular bank has been going through, oh, all sorts of conniptions, and it has really achieved what it was set out to do in 1913. Actually, it was designed in 1910 at Jekyll Island, but that's another story for another show. But basically, what we're seeing is a creation of money on a continual basis. As a matter of fact, right now, there's a continual liquidity injection on a monthly basis of a slightly more than $120 billion. That's a lot of liquidity being injected into the system. Well, it's COVID-19. It's a problem with uh, unemployment. It's a problem with not inflation, but just a problem with keeping the whole economy on an even keel. And of course, the way you do that is infuse a lot of money. And then when you decide to do some tapering or hiking, not that, but a little tightening, well, then all of a sudden, you kind of throw out a reverse repo. And like today, we saw a record $965 billion in a reverse repo go right back on the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. Tightening? Tapering? I don't think so. They are adhering to this Keynesian philosophy of feed the beast. You know, there was a movie called, uh, let's see, what was it? Little Shop of Horrors. And there was a plant that liked to eat people. And it continued to open up. And it said to the star, it was Jack Nicholson, feed me, feed me, feed me. In other words, go out and kill some people and come in and feed the plant. Well, that's, that, was, that was a good movie. You should see it. Anyway, well, that's what we've got right now. We've got this beast of this economy saying, feed me, feed me. And you know, the American public is right there with it. They are the beast saying, feed me more money. Give me more money. Give me more money. Well, on the press conference, Chairman Powell was pressed by well, none other than CNBC's Steve Leisman and several other reporters because they kept hearing Chairman Powell using the term substantial. Substantial. What does it mean? Well, it means he was going to give the, 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 the sentence, but he uses it in this context. He says, there will be substantial further progress before we taper, hike, or tighten. That's what it has to be, substantial further progress. Well, the reporters at the press conference basically pinned him to the wall and said, what do you mean, Mr. Chairman? What is substantial? What does it refer to? Well, letting his guard down, he simply said this. He said it refers to strong job numbers and progress toward maximum employment. And that's it. That's where he stopped. He never even hinted remotely about soaring inflation. Never discussed it, never talked about it. And of course, with inflation right now, with the PCE running somewhere around 3.5%, then all of a sudden you look at it and you go, wait a minute, Nixon was so concerned that he invoked wage and price controls when inflation was running about 2.5%. We're talking about one, almost 1% one bigger. How much higher does inflation have to get till the Fed decides to reassess 
or actually take a look at it. You know, some of the biggest bulls out there didn't realize that this guy was this dovish. And a lot of the Federal Reserve officials aren't this dovish. But Jerome Powell backed into a corner, well, in light of the Fed social justice warrior mandate, they're talking about, you know, unemployment rates for black and Hispanic right now. It could be a long, long time before these numbers normalize. Now, what I want to do in today's show is to educate you and educate Mr. Powell. We're going to send a copy of this show to the Federal Reserve. Now, you know what they're going to do with it, but we hope they take a look at it. We actually listen to it because I'm going to give them a lesson that was given to me many, many years ago by John Kenneth Galbraith. That's right. I'm going to use the example that he used. Now, he was a Keynesian. This killed him to talk about this, but this was a very, very, really excellent lesson in supply and demand, but yet it brought forth this particular, well, idea of what can create the soaring inflation and this illusion about more money. You see, if you ask the average citizen out there, ask the average Joe, would you like a lot more money? And he would say, absolutely. But what if you said, you know, I could give you double your income. But if I did that, I'd have to give everybody in America double their income. Would you like that? What do you think the response would be? Of course it would be, give it to me, man. I want it. Okay, give it to me. I want it right now. Okay, now, if this guy, that guy went out and spent it immediately, he just went out the same day he got his, let's say he made 40000 and we gave him a check for 40000 The same day he went out and got it, he got ahead of the curve and he spent it, $40,000. Think that would have been wise? Or would it have been wise for him to take that 40000 and tuck it away for a rainy day? Well, let's see this example from Dr. Galbraith of what the smart thing would have been to do and also what Chairman Powell's response should have been in the meeting. Here's the example that Galbraith used. Years ago, people before money was basically uh, the transaction and what was being accepted for goods and services, there was a lot of bartering going back and forth. Okay, but there was money involved, okay? And so let's take a look at the miners who were bringing out gold. They were mining gold. They were working hard every single day, six days a week. We'll give them Sunday off. And they were coming out. And they would get paid in gold also. They would get paid one gold coin. That was their that was their work for the week. That's pretty good if you take a look at today's price. But you can go back into the 30s and the 20s when gold was selling at $35 an ounce. Okay, so he gets a gold coin. But here's the interesting thing. In that town where this guy or these miners were, you could go out and there was a group of people who were tailors. They made beautiful suits. And they made those suits perfectly. They'd fit you in great suits. So the miner, when he went to town at nighttime or he went on the weekend with his lady to uh, some party or went to church, he looked terrific. And he took that one gold coin and that one gold coin bought that suit. Gold coin for the suit. Okay. 
Well, now, after a while, the miners started to think, hmm, you know, I'd love to have two suits hanging in my closet. So they worked harder. Instead of working 40 or 50 hours a week, they worked 70 and 80 hours. They really put the pedal to the metal, and they brought out gold. They brought it out abundantly. And instead of being paid one coin for the week, the miners were paid the two coins. You know, they got a little extra for food and all the rest of that stuff. But I'm talking about the coins that they would use to buy the extra suit. So now they had two coins, and they went down. Now, recognizing that the suits were one coin for one dollar, for one suit for one coin, the tailors decided, hmm, these guys got all this extra money. You know what we're going to do? We're going to raise the price of the suit. And so, lo and behold, when guys walked in there with their two coins, their two gold coins that they'd worked hard to make, the tailor said, well, we're sorry, but, you know, this has been a difficult month, a year, and our price just went up. One suit, two gold coins. Oh, my goodness. They'd worked so hard, and they wanted to buy that second gold coin, or with that second gold coin, that second suit, but it wasn't to be. All of the tailors in town raised their price commensurate with all the new money that was in the miner's hands. Two new coins cost the one suit. Okay, let's take a look at that. Now, see, the miners got more money. They thought that was great. And everybody in America today, if you were to say to them, you want more money? Yeah, we'll give you all more money. But if I do, if you do, and if you get it, then the only thing that's going to happen is the prices will rise commensurately. They will go up exactly the amount of the increase. Give or take a little bit, but you're going to pay for more. You see, what you want is not more money. You want more purchasing power. It's what the dollar, it's what the gold coin, and oh, by the way, gold holds its purchasing power. If gold, if the, if the price of the goods are going up, gold is usually going up with it. It's held its purchasing power for hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of years. But the capital, the coin, or the dollar that we see, which we'll get into in future programs, doesn't hold. So what do we see? Do we know that the price is going to go up? Of course. Do we know that inflation is going to continue, even though Mr. Powell won't talk about it, and that it's on, it's soaring inflation, and it appears that the Fed isn't even remotely worried about soaring inflation. All they're concerned about is the unemployment rate, especially when you look at $120 billion a month going in and even more. That is, in 10 months, you're over a trillion dollars, and it's even more than that. That balance sheet is trillions of dollars. Is it any surprise that that inflation rate continues to soar? And you take a look. Oh, Mr. Biden says, yeah, but look at it. It was a natural occurrence. It was pent-up demand after COVID. No, Mr. Biden, if you had not sent somebody else to take your place in the classroom, I know you like to cheat. I know you like to have other people do the work for you. But if you'd gone to the economics class, you would have learned that it is the printing of the money that creates the inflation, 
not the pent-up demand on an ongoing basis. That's a lesson that you should learn, Mr. President, and Mr. Powell, you should have learned a long, long time ago. The fact that you don't know this fact, all I have to say is, are you freaking serious? Until next time, I'm Bill Tatro.